0: Welcome to tonight's episode of the group therapy podcast. Tonight we have Doctor Zombo from Doctor Zombo's World. Uh, hello, hello. Um, I I got lucky enough. I just happened to find you, and I sent a uh, invite out. To see if you want to be on the show. And I appreciate you being here. Um, can you tell I us about you Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, well, I am Dr. Zombo Whippersnatcher, host of Dr. Zombo's World on, yes, YouTube. Uh, uh, since TV's all screwed up and shit, I just kind of gave up and went on to YouTube. Uh, I got a little show that I do out of my bus that, yes, I live in a bus. Uh, this is not a movie set. Some people think it is. Uh, well, it's not. Um, hell, I don't know. I'm just a creep who lives in a bus. I do weird shit, and I put on a show when people uh, either dig it or they don't.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm digging it so far. It's it's. Um, I watched your Halloween special, um, and I watched probably about four out of. Uh, I don't know how many episodes you got, but I've watched. I don't know either. Yeah, I think I watched episode four, five, seven, and eight. And then the Christmas, or the Christmas, the Halloween special. Perfect, so.
1: perfect. The Halloween special is my favorite. I had a lot of fun doing that one. I like to introduce some of my other friends, if you will, and family and creeps and whatever. <laughs> yes,
0: yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm a, a big fan of, uh, um, like, the horror hosts and stuff like that. And you're pretty much a horror host that doesn't host horror movies. If you Precisely, like,
1: yeah. I, I love it. I got lumped into the genre, I'm very uh proud to be. Uh, but hey, man, if they want to call me a horror host, that's fine. I just, uh, you know, we've all seen a million horror movies, I could talk about horror movies all day. I, it gets boring. I wanted to, I don't know, spice it up a bit, you know, give, yeah. them, give them something to talk about.
0: Yeah, in it's it's funny because I'm sitting there watching. Like I said, watching your episodes. And um, I don't know how you can take this, but it's Rob Zombie meets Jim Rose Circus Sideshow on an acid trip. and <laughs> hey,
1: Well, um, a lot of it might have been written, might have been written on something of the hallucinatory type. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I, I have mad respect for Rob Zombie. I'd like to meet him one day just to pick his brain. I think we got a lot in common in a weird way. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I try to talk to people that I think are like me, and then I just creep them the fuck out, and they don't want to talk no more. So it, it is what it is, but thank you. I, I take that with uh, much high esteem.
0: Yes, it, it, it's, it's, it's a fun show. Um... It's it's uh, definitely not family-friendly. Uh, <laughs> it depends well, on family,
1: though. <laughs> well, I mean, look, you know, you got all this crap for kids all the time. Okay? Oh, yeah. Everybody's trying to be family-friendly. Well, fuck that, man. I, I want to give something back to the adults, the hardworking assholes out there that come home and hate life and hate people and just want to sit down and have somebody talk to them like a, a friend, yeah. an adult. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Mister Rogers on crack, you no? Know? Yeah, it, and uh,
0: my like the 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 guy in the book, the little book. I love that. Oh, Mister Dodgers, yeah, Mister Dodgers, yeah. And uh, that's uh, it. Looks like you, uh, like you and Danny Trejo became one person. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, thank you. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Mr. Dodgers is a trip, man. He uh, kind of came with the bus. Uh, hell, I don't even know how he ended up here. I had a nice Ernest Hemingway book to fucking put a handle on it and, uh, and a couple lights. Next thing you know, he's crowding his shit out. And I, You know, roommates.
2: <laughs> yes. You can't kill
1: them and you can't uh, hide him for too long. So I might as well, you know, try to make some money off him or something. <laughs> You know, um, where is Dr. Zombo's bus at? That is a very good question that I probably will lie to you about. (laughs) It it is in many different places, but it is somewhere as of right now in the Pacific Northwest, in an undisclosed spot in the middle of the woods. With just enough Wi-Fi signal to do this show. Got a big Bigfoot problem up there? I I got much bigger problems than Bigfoot. See, Bigfoot would be a blessing. It's people that drive me up a wall. (laughs) You got to watch out for them. They talk, they breathe, you know, the whole thing, the living thing. I I don't know. Yeah. Is your mom still living with you? (laughs) My mom? uh, No, thank God. That bitch is gone, (laughs) I think. She always pops up, takes off, comes around. I mean, I could be in the bedroom, you know. Doing my personal duties, and here she pops up trying to give me popcorn. I don't, I don't need it. But uh, thank you for asking. Don't say your name three times either. I don't need it popping up right now. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> nah. And uh, uh, you're this this uh, Swami.
1: Oh Swami, he's been with me forever. See, back in the day, he was uh how could I say? kind of on the pervert level, you know, kind of a little touchy-feely with, with women. I got him out of a jam, we went on the road, uh, he moved into the bus, he cleaned up his act, stopped snorting coke, and he's a little better now. Um, He's a good guy though, really good, great musician, great musician. Yeah, he's got to wear that, he, his face got a little messed up, see? He got a little too close and friendly with someone. The chick was cool. And then, uh, yeah, just kind of tossed a jar of some sort of acid in his face and screwed them all up. So he, he's been a little more humble now.
0: Yeah. Maybe burned the
1: sickness out of him. I don't know. Yeah, That'll
0: do Good it. guy, though. <laughs> all right, man. You guys, I've seen you guys get a lot of music and a lot of good music. Um. Where do you get that at? Do you just got people that, that get a hold of you that, that or you go out looking for people?
1: Oh, I, I, I put my feelers out there because you know Facebook is full of uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be nice here. <laughs> uh, Facebook is full of a lot of creative types and there's a lot of crap. Yeah. So I, I dig through the ashes and find the gems uh one of the guys uh mr kane uh he, he's uh with a band called cycleland i heard some of his stuff and i dug on him so it's like i got a hold on him. was like hey you want to give me some music or something and he was like yeah sure why not now uh, we busted each other's balls for a little bit on the phone and uh yeah ta-da! and then uh you know i found uh, luna 13 really dug on their aesthetic and everything so i was like hey same thing you know you guys want to Throw some stuff out. Had to deal with their record label a little bit. That wasn't too nice, but uh, you can imagine the uh, blah blah blah. They're on too with the too uh, busy and some shit, and we don't know you. And I was like, that's fine. Neither does anyone else. I'm just asking if I would get free shit. So, they gave me free shit. <laughs> appreciate- the rest of the music is uh, some out of my personal collection. Some of it I do. Uh, some of it's just you know public archive crap and. What not? You know, whatever sounds good makes the doctor tick and groove and jive a bit. You know what I mean?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Got to have that. Got to have good music. Uh, of, you know, I, I'm I'm cheap ass. I don't I don't want to pay for it. Um, I get I got friends that have bands, so I, well,
1: I, can... I look like I pay for anything. <laughs> I stole this hat off a homeless man that was trying to ask me for beer money.
0: Ah. <laughs> uh so how 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 long has Dr Zombo
1: been at this? The YouTube show or just being me okay. being me for a very very long time, but I will have to say he kind of some of my older episodes explains the old doctor versus the new doctor, and sometimes we get mixed up with each other in the same realm you know uh the old doctor was created in a lab uh. Long story, different person back then. Much much more dangerous. You know what I mean? Uh but I would dress up and uh, go stand off the side of the 101 on Halloween night. I love doing this. I do it every year, Halloween night about one, two o'clock. I'll go find a good dark spot off the 101, about two o'clock in the morning, and just throw candy at cars, dance around, you know? And uh I haven't been arrested yet for it. Let's hope not. But uh it kind of started there. Then I started doing some live shows because I used to live in a short bus, you know, the little, uh, the short bus. It's yeah. just called it keep it at the short bus. And, uh, yeah, I kind of lost my, my shit one day and uh just had to flip my life upside down. So, uh, I sold my 53 Chrysler that I used to have and creep around and bought me a short bus and decked it out. And, uh, collected some people off the side of the road and start selling art and and uh, some masks that I used to make and just pop up places you know not anywhere good just places that nobody would expect to see a bunch of creeps on the side of the road in costumes <clears throat> that's that was about 4 or 5 years ago
0: now how long has the show been going
1: only a year
0: only a year yeah because I was going to say because I've only been able to find so many episodes and I didn't know if there was under a different name or whatever, but I burnt through them really well, quick. I'm going to. If you
1: look hard enough, there may be other stuff, but I can't tell you where it is, and it may be under another name.
0: Okay, it's like this one. This this show started out as a public ask, uh, public access show, uh, in 2002. It took a hiatus and that came back as a YouTube slash podcast. So well,
1: good for you to keep going, man.
0: Oh, Good yeah. for you. Yeah, it's, it's it's fun. It took me uh I was doing it off and on, and then when uh shit hit the fan with the pandemic and stuff, I was just kind of stuck at home. So I started redoing this with my uh one of my older sons, and it kind of kept going, and that's where I'm at today. And then keep uh, it going.
1: Yeah, people need it right now. Pandemic hit. I sold the short bus, traded it in for a 40 foot Gillig Phantom City bus, and uh said fuck it. Everybody stuck at home twiddling their thumbs eating too much and getting wasted all day what better time to try to come blow their mind you know no oh, yeah you, <laughs> gotta,
0: you gotta put you gotta put good content out there and and to be honest you man you talk about being broke though you're oh man the quality that you're putting out is is really good i mean you you're your content looks like it's got some value got a lot of good value behind it well thank you yeah i mean because i've seen some you know not put any horror hosts under the bus or nothing like that but you see some of them and it's it's you know just you know the fake brick you know wall and shit like that and you got you know you know you say you know i want to say your bus you know and it's it looks really good on film.
1: I mean, you put it out well, there. Let, let me make your life easier. I'll say what you can't say because you're a super nice guy. I'm not. It's different, okay? When you are a creep and you are genuinely that weirdo that lives under the bed and you live that way 24 hours a day, there is no fake brick. You just are. You don't have to try. You just do. I wake up. I am me. I go to sleep. I am me. Now tomorrow I could be somebody else and the next day I could be somebody else. But the beautiful thing about being a human or a creature, nobody knows you in the first place. Be whatever the fuck you want whenever you want because nobody will ever know the difference. That's what sets me apart from these guys. This I live in this. This is where I live 24 hours a day. It's not a part thing. I, it is cold in here right now because I forgot to start the fireplace. It's about 30 degrees, but I am so used to it. I love it. I like to engulf the spirit, if you will. Hallelujah. (laughs) Uh, But yes, I've seen the same thing. One thing that bugs me is when I watch horror hosts,
0: you know, they're like,
1: uh, people say, I'm not like this, and I'm not like that, and I, I don't stand up to the test of time, What? Hey, you know why? Because you put on the makeup, you put on to get up, but you ain't got the balls to be it, you know? Yeah, you gotta be it, you gotta feel it, you know? And if you don't feel it, you're not the creature. You're not the creature that you're trying to create. You know what I mean? And I think that's where some of these people are lacking. Yeah, no one yeah. knows.
0: You got to be the gimmick. You got to be the the creature. You got to be the thing under the bed. So, you do. Yeah.
1: If you don't, if you don't make people laugh, but still make them uncomfortable to where when you go, Aah! they almost want to piss their pants, then you're doing it wrong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, I got, I got to ask, cause I know you say you got to but where is that barbershop
1: at? Uh, that's a little joint out in, uh, Milwaukee, Oregon. Uh, uh, Anvil Barbershop. So, uh, my buddy Igor, uh, he used to travel around with us when we were doing the live show and whatnot. And, uh, he's also got a couple different personalities. But he's a great character. I love him. Great guy. He does great cuts, too. And, I mean, he's not going to slit everybody's throat, so... (laughs) <laughs> Be warned. Amble Shop is not a murder shop. It truly is across the street from the morgue. But don't worry about that. It's okay. Uh, he does great cuts. A, a real homey place, you know. You saw it in, a, in the show. Yeah. It, it's chill. It's old school. He's always playing, you know, old Robert Johnson and stuff. And just chill, straight razor shaves, always packed in there, you know, giving the people something different.
0: That's cool because I mean I there's nothing like that around here at
1: all. I mean I'm uh, there's not a lot of places like that in a lot of places but I I apparently attract a certain type. <laughs> uh, I'm very picky about the people I'm around. I have this gift, see. I see through people. Unfortunately, a lot of my friends kind of call me a what would you say? emotional vampire. And I don't like the term. I think it's kind of mean. You know what I mean? It hurts yes. my feelings. No, it doesn't hurt my feelings. I give a fuck. Uh, but it's because I can pick up on people's emotions. And I and I can spot somebody being fake like that. Yeah. I know when they're nervous. I know when they want to ask something. I know what they're thinking. I'm not psychic. I just know things. And I can feel it. So I play off of it. It helps with my gimmick.
0: <laughs> yeah. you. If you got if you if you can get in people's minds, you can really just screw with them, big time. There's a reason why they
1: call me the doctor.
0: The doctor, and that that was what's funny because I'm sitting there trying to look Doctor Zombo up, and I'm like, why can't I find you on YouTube? And now I realize it's Doctor,
1: not Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, there's too many doctors. Yes. You know what I mean? Uh, doctor just sounded better. You know. And not only that, it's funny. You try to look me up, and you get Dr. Zombo's, the weird uh, video game character, some something. Yeah. Like. And, yeah. and I think I, I, think I
0: found that, and I found a rapper. So, oh boy, <laughs> I am
1: so excited.
0: <laughs> I, uh, hey, better than me. I get, uh, uh, I've gotten emails and uh, invites to conventions because. Uh, there's a guy that worked. I want to say at NBC, whose name, okay. was Paul, yeah, it was Paul Lee, and they wanted me to do a, a. Somebody emailed me thinking I was that guy. I'm like, did you even
1: look? Who the hell you were looking up? Is no, that- you should have said yes. Yes, I'll be there with bells on. Absolutely, but you got to pay for everything, and they would have. Uh, it's not your fault you're not the guy. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and uh, make
1: people do their job.
0: Oh yeah. Be like sitting there showing up like, aren't you the head of NBC? Nah, I'm just the guy that you invited. I'm here. Yeah. It ain't my fault you put me on a plane and in a five-star hotel. Yeah, I'll, I'll
1: get up and do a TED Talk. I ain't got no problem. Right. <laughs> oh, I would love to get invited to that. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> Canceling TV
0: shows when they're good. God damn, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so what? Wow. Uh,
0: what else you got? Go ahead. Go All ahead. Right. Um, oh, yeah, the other one was was I used to keep getting invited because uh, there was a comic book artist named Paul Lee and uh, okay. I, get in, I get invites to him. I'm like, dude, I'll show up but
1: you got the wrong guy. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're missing your calling. Go off the name, show up, make them feel like assholes in front of their boss and then leave. And they'll be like, did you even look up to find out who this dude is? And they'll be like, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Because yeah. that's not Paul Lee. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <Excuse me.
0: laughs> I am a Paul Lee, but not the Paul. I, actually, I am the Paul Lee. They are a Paul Lee. There
1: you go. There <laughs> you go. Where a giant phone finger says, Paul Lee, just come in blazing. Oh, come man. in blazing. That's how you get famous. Bad publicity is good publicity. Oh, man. That,
0: that, that's pretty much true, too. Anytime people get in trouble, that's when that's when they get uh, brought up. And like, people are like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. Yeah,
1: I'm just waiting for the day somebody complains about my show because I said or did something wrong. But uh, who cares? Yeah. Because you can't shut up uh,
0: people like me. We just keep going. I I did, uh, when I did my public access show, I got one complaint. One complaint. I did uh, 13 episodes, uh, one season's worth, I guess. And I didn't edit anything. I did an entire episode drunk. Um, and th- and I didn't hide anything. The bottle was sitting on the counter the entire yeah. time I was doing the episode. Uh, continuity wise, it sucked because the bottle would go up and down as I'm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so would you. Hey, hey,
1: hold on. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was, I hold on that.
0: I was. I was getting mad and angry at shit, so I'm just pounding my fist off the table and yelling at the ta-
1: yelling at the camera.
0: Yeah. No, compl- no complaints on that one. Hey, you
1: know, people want to see. People lose this shit. Oh yeah, they love it. They yeah. eat it up. I think that's part of the reason why I'm not a big fan of people in the first place. I love, I love getting a reaction, but not just any reaction. I like to really stump them. You know what I mean? And uh, that's my favorite thing to do. Just completely re- scramble their brain, especially in person, because nobody's ready for it. They don't know where I'll pop up. Why I'm there, what my purpose is, what I might do. It just it shits and giggles. For example, I used to do some shows down in Portland, Oregon, okay? And uh they have this art walk, okay? So I have all my paintings and my and my mask and my weird haunted crap that I collect from around the world. And uh, you know I got all my characters. Now this is Portland, fucking Oregon. Okay, they supposed to be the weird capital of the world type shit, right? Yeah, it's not. It's not. I don't know where these people were hiding. There's ten thousand people walking around. We get there, I would pull up in a short bus, says, Zombo right on the front, and it was back in a uh, the day when it was called Dr. Zombo's Auditorium. Show up, everybody pile out. Had a psychic doing fortunes in the bus, and uh. Igor and me and and my chick, Nova Geometricide side, and and we come out and I roll out the rug and pop up the tent on the side. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up. Let me read your fortune, no bones, no tails, just me inside your head. And I'll tell you, you know who it freaked out the most? You'd be surprised. The biggest, burliest, jackass muscle head you've ever seen. All of them. They leave their girlfriends there. Just keep walking like they never even saw me. Girlfriends, Hey, hey, where you going? Where you going? You're just gonna leave me here, and they just be walking. So I chase them. What are you doing? You scared of just a guy in a bus? And I'd freak them out every time. I love it. Go love ahead. it. Give them the. Give them something to talk about.
0: I I found that out years ago. I did a, um like a haunted corn maze, and. The biggest, burliest guys would knock their girlfriends aside to get away from you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. They spent so much time pumping iron, they forgot how to uh, beef up their machismo. Talking about haunted con- corn mazes. This is no shit. So uh, I prefer to pop up in places that make no sense. Yeah. And just be me. Okay. And there was this little place out, and I think it was Kentucky. And uh, I broke down on the side of the road. I was drinking a little bit, you know. And I uh, decided I heard some kids playing around in a cornfield. Teenagers, you know, just doing stupid shit. So I creeped through the corn maze. And behind all the stocks, just far enough to where they couldn't see me. And right in the middle, they had a nice little clearing, and bonfire. You know what's beautiful about a bonfire is it's so bright in the dark, they can't see shit around them. So I just circled their bonfire, throwing rocks at them. Just, hey, what the hell was that? Hey, what the hell? It was perfect horror movie shit. And right as they were nice and drunk, they're looking at each other, talking, and blah, 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 blah. blah. I just sat down real quick at the campfire, turned around, was like, hey, how's everybody doing? And I swear to God, you never seen these kids almost shit their pants so quick, ran off, sat down. They left a beer and some hot dog. It was a beautiful night. There ain't nothing like watching people just scatter away because who the hell is expecting in the middle of a cornfield in Kentucky or wherever the hell I was, a guy to just pop up at your camp looking like me? So I, 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 understand.
0: Yes. It, it, it's, it's fun. I mean, I, I never did anything like that,
1: but, uh, it's okay. Most people don't.
0: We did, uh, when I worked at the haunted corn maze, uh, the last night we had a bunch of guys talking shit, trying to start fights in the corn maze. They worked their way out. Well, we ended. So our, our part of the thing ended and shut down. And we just sort of just made our way in full character, full gear, everything. And they're all sitting around like a big bonfire and they're all eating food. And all of a sudden, all of us just start coming out of the corn. And we don't come out through the maze. We don't come out through the main gate. We just come out through the corn. And we all just start walking towards them and they all just scatter. They drop everything they're doing. It's like, oh shit, they can come out of the corn
1: now. Oh, we're (laughs) fine. Yeah, it's it's like- Field of dreams, but for nightmares. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, it, it's always funny, too, because these, these guys, they spend so much time trying to look, you know, tough and whatever. And, you know, like, I don't work out. I'm not a huge guy. I could throw down like a son of a bitch because I uh, I did I, I did the challenge. And there's nothing better than joking and cracking jokes in the middle of a fight. The best thing I love, I love this. You're just, you're getting into it and they're getting all puffed up and they're trying to do the chest thing and they're getting all up in your face and you're poking them in the side and running around in circles. You'd be like, come on, give me a little more, give me. It pisses them off, throws them off, kick them once and the balls are down. You're like, here I win <laughs> and walk away. And it, it's funny.
0: Oh, that's being great.
1: genuinely uh crazy uh i'm no i didn't say that i'm not crazy at all i'm actually quite sane anyway <laughs> on with the show
0: <laughs> on with the show it, 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 it and it is true I, I i i am the opposite i do go to the gym uh but i just do for health reasons whatever but there's guys in there that gotta be over there they gotta make sure everybody sees them they gotta be loud oh, yeah. about everything and everybody's just looking at and going, what a jackass.
1: What? The- oh, yeah. Yeah. And then you got one plastic bitch in the corner being like, oh, what a hot guy. <laughs> like, Steve, I would go in there on a banana hammock and a top hat and get on that treadmill, you know. watch <laughs> my butt cheeks while I was going, hey, you like that? Ain't that nice?
0: Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> uh, so you say you travel. You go around. You still traveling and going around?
1: It depends whatever floats my boat you know i'm kind of a homebody uh i do travel uh i haven't been traveling a lot lately just because of uh you know yeah the big the big elephant on the street coughing on people uh so i, I haven't much and uh you know the older i get uh i love doing live performances don't get me wrong but I have a side to me that uh, is a little off, um, and, and that's no pun intended. I get very aggravated, and people like sometimes like to push, you know, see how far they can take it, and yeah. uh, I deal with it okay, yeah. but sometimes I don't get to stay in places for too long. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> So, I, yeah, I still do travel. I'm, I'm planning next year. I'm looking at some of the horror conventions and shit. Uh, I think I want to do it in style, you know what I mean? Like, call up one of the purse clubs, be like, hey, here's 200 bucks. Give me a ride. Limos are lame. You know, let's go in style and put on the rich, you know what I mean? But uh, I haven't figured out where yet. I, maybe some New Orleans, you know, Florida. Oh, Florida! I would love to fuck with people in Florida. That would be fun, you know. Cali, maybe it's kind of burnt out, but hey, you know, there's a lot of cool creeps out in LA. So
0: no, oh, yeah, I finally got to go to New Orleans a couple of years ago. That was a blast down there. Oh, I bet, man. Yeah, I bet. Is, uh, got to see Nicholas Cage's tomb. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Ain't dead yet, but, but he got a tomb down there and
1: you know. he's got his own tomb, does he? Yeah, big Jesus pyramid in the middle Christ. of a in the middle of a cemetery. Do you think he just sits there and dwells on dying all day?
0: He, him, I don't put nothing past Nicholas. He's Curry. got
1: a tomb in New Orleans. Yeah. I mean,
0: <laughs> and, and it's not cheap. He got pay on that every year. So,
1: oh man. You know, uh, a couple places that I really liked. I did a Santa Ria, uh ritual out in uh, in Mexico. Uh, where was that? God, I can't even remember the little coastal town. I was really messed up. Uh, that was a really cool experience. And that's kind of why I want to go out to New Orleans to really be involved with some of the real voodoo. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Marcus? yeah. Parlor shit where you buy a voodoo doll on the side of the road for five bucks and a pack of pins that they got from the dollar store. But, you know, I want some serpent and a rainbow shit, you know what I mean? Oh, something, yeah. something spooky. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I'd fit in there, but uh, I don't do well in cities anymore. I was brought up in a city and lived most of my life in a city. I just, fuck me. I, I think it made me the person I am i I think a big t- a big city could definitely could fuck a person over bad <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. There is not a state I have visited where I have not visited their jail, and that is no joke that is absolutely one hundred percent honest. That's not even a character, or nothing. Uh, I'm away from that now, but I found the only way to get there was by pulling myself away and putting myself in a place. Where all I hear is roosters and coyotes, you know what I mean. Yeah, much easier. People start talking and shit, I lose it. <laughs> so I, I know
0: you got a, a small group of people that you you do hang out with. Um, and are those the people that I've seen in your in your uh, on your show? Are those people that travel with you that go do shows with you?
1: Sometimes, sometimes. sometimes. A couple of uh, people that used to travel with me are are no longer with us. Creative differences. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's all I need to say on it. Uh, the yeah. people that are with me now are, are good enough for now. Those are my friends. Uh, un- Uncle Lazarus, he he's been around for a while. Ma, Ma's Ma. <laughs> yeah, just that's Ma. You know. Um. Suave's always with me. He lives under my bed. See, it's kind of like a bunk bed, but I wasn't that gracious. So it's kind of a normal-sized bed with a mat stuffed underneath and a little bar cage thing. So I just keep him in there. He doesn't talk, so what the fuck do I hear? You know, I sleep just fine. Like a baby, snore right through the night. You know? <laughs> He's yeah. got his little cup with water and stuff. I'm not mean, you know. No animals are hurting the production of my show. Including Suave. <laughs> so,
0: um, wh- wh- what show you got going next? Like I said, I think your last one I saw was your uh, Halloween one. You got another one coming up?
1: Yeah, I'm taking a two-month hiatus. I got to regroup my head. Uh, when I do the show, I really got to delve deep. You know? uh, I don't typically write anything down. I don't really practice anything. I literally just kind of turn on the camera and say, action. And then we just kind of do shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, nobody's nobody's a trained actor. Uh, we do all our own stunts. Actually, we haven't done any stunts yet. We probably won't ever because we're lazy. Um, but the next show, I'm shooting for the end of January. And then I'll be back on my monthly. I I I was born on Christmas Eve, believe it or not. So I personally hate Consumer Day. I like the feel of it. It's warm. Uh, But God damn, if if it doesn't drive me nuts, you walk into a store, you got somebody ringing a damn bell and Mariah Carey still singing. Why? It's annoying. You know how many good Christmas songs there were? I don't know. Halloween to me is more giving. Yeah. You know? Think about it complete strangers show up at your door dress like serial killers maybe have a knife covered in blood give me something for free or i'm going to fuck you you know and, and people are like yeah sure here's here's stuff i bought go ahead any other time they call the cops or shoot you how is that not more giving No, instead, somebody comes to you with a list. They're like, well, I want this. And this model's out. And if you don't get this one, it won't work with this one. I just say, fuck you. You get what I give you. You don't like it. Fuck off. So Christmas is not really my time. So I try to skip past that and get right into the new year.
0: I I don't blame you. uh, I'm one of the people that uh, day after Thanksgiving to about mid-January, I could do without. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I literally have not celebrated a single holiday but Halloween for the past 10 years. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. Hey, now, girl, I, I'm glad I'm with uh, Nova. Great woman. Uh, she's a creep just like me. Uh, I was like, baby, fuck Valentine's Day. I'm not getting a shit. She was like, great, because I can't stand that holiday. And I was like, this is perfect. Match made in hell, you know, it's beautiful. So uh, we don't we don't do all that crap birthdays, yeah birthdays. I mean, fuck, I've had so many now I, I couldn't even tell you.
0: Now, um, yeah, like me i I do I might take some notes, um, but most of it is, I just come up with it off the top of my head. Um, like I said, you you just legitimately look like you guys are having fun doing what you're doing and just doing it how you want to do it and (laughs) i gotta give you all kinds of props for that that that's just fun i mean you guys just like i said it just it looks like you're just having a blast we are
1: we are absolutely having a blast i couldn't be more uh pleased and uh a lot of the people that were like in the halloween special uh jv to uh uh you know, Mr. Kane giving me some music. Uh, you know, Chris Campbell. All these people went, went and Toybox. Toybox. He's my he he's my fave. He's the one who did the you know the little cartoons and stuff. Yeah. Uh, these people are from all over the 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 U.S. Um, and I found them through Facebook also, because I figure if I'm going to be online, you know, things aren't what they used to be. It's not like you put up a bunch of flyers and. Stand out and pedal your show on the side of the road anymore. Now you can, but the crowd that you get might be a bunch of corn husker fed, you know, farmers that want to kick your ass until you freak them out and then they run off on their John Deere's and, you know, take off into the wilderness. Uh, so I was very blessed to have these people find me just weird enough to loan me their stuff and say, hey, please, we would like to be a part of your stuff. Um, so Things are kind of picking up, you know. I'm trying to get away from talking so much. Because the first, you know, four or five episodes, I just ran, you know. But I I kind of wanted to introduce myself in a deeper way to kind of explain, hey, I'm here. I'm weird. You can talk to me, you know. Uh yeah, I, I want to get to people. Like I said, like a Mr. Rogers on LSD or something, you know.
0: That's cool. I mean, it, it's i I like those early episodes because it is you're you're just ranting you're going on um if you catch some of my er, my early episodes i go on oh i
1: have (laughs) i have watched all of them. you watched almost all of them they're about an hour long each so i i packed as many as i could into one night Sat down with a big hoagie and, you know, a giant cup of coffee because I'm up all night and I, I went through. And when you were talking about the horror host, we're not going to mention names, but I did watch one where I was like, there's vampire teeth. Why do I feel like I'm in a Zoom business meeting? uh not That's as far as I'm going to go. Very nice person. Yeah. Safe person. Uh, but yeah, yeah. No, you, you've been kicking this shit out for a while. Yeah, so you got me beat by a decade. So, yeah. good job. Thank you. It's it's
0: uh it's just having fun. I mean, I like you with uh Facebook. I just started putting it out there, and like, I'm like, man, I was like, I want to start interviewing people, and I, people like you, I was like, I, hey, do you want to be on the show? And you're like, hell yeah, I'll be on there. And I said, yeah, and, and, I was uh,
1: literally scrolling like we all do, and I was like. Hey horror host, do you want to be a part of a show? I was like, Yeah, sure, why not? Yep. I had no idea. I just said why yeah, why not? So thank you. Thank you for putting it out there. I hope you're not disappointed. No, no, this is this is fun.
0: This is this is this is a good time.
1: Well, you better be having fun, God damn it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I am most definitely having fun. It's uh I'm not-
1: I, I was going to be watching Sex in the City, but I, I stopped. For, no, I, I hate that show.
0: Uh, <laughs> I, I legit say, never seen an episode?
1: Never. never. <laughs> I, I watched part of one because a friend of mine blew my mind. I had this guitarist in this band I was in. And I come over to his house and he's sitting there with popcorn and just like chilling on the couch. And I was like, what the fuck are you watching? I was like, is this like Jersey Housewives or some shit? And he's was like, no, it's sex in the city. I was like, why? Like, Why? Who, who would subject themselves to this? Like his girlfriend wasn't there. He had, you know, like a candle burning and shit. I'm surprised it wasn't in a bathtub with little flower petals. I don't know. Hey, to each their own. He wants to get all mushy with sex in the fucking city, then fine. <laughs> Throw me in front of the boob tube with the honeymooners and I'm fine.
0: I have not watched the honeymooners
1: in a very
0: long time. Well, you should. I don't know. It's I don't even think I have any DVDs. Well find
1: them and watch it. I'm telling you. Something was lost. Technology came up. Yes, we're using it right now. Look at us. Yeah. This is like some inspector gadget shit. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. But like last night, I, I was running through the old uh R gang and, and uh and uh low on Hardy and I just It was ahead of its time. You know, I'm watching Little Rascals. And this is before, you know, uh, Buckwheat, where they started making this like stereotypical little black kid. It was, there was three or four little black kids and they're all the same. They all treated each other alike. There was no difference. They were all broke. They all talked the same. They were all scheming and whatever to have a better life. Let's get something to eat, you know? And how? did we just overlook that for so many years and and not recognize it for like how many, how many white parents were sitting at home? I would never let my kid do that. Well, yeah. The fucking great depression happened. Everybody forgot what they were bitching about because they were all broke. Yep. So let's bring it all down, destroy it all. Let them all get back to basics and they can be like, Hey, we are the same. We're broke. (laughs) You want to solve the problems? Take everything away. Watch everybody suffer together. Watch how quickly they start joining hands and be like, we can do this together. That's after the carnage, but yeah, they're just we'll gonna say there'd <laughs> be a bloodbath beforehand. Huh? We're, we're halfway there, my friend. It's okay.
0: <laughs> uh you talk about watching the old stuff. I went out on a kick a while back and I was watching like the Stooges and and um, uh, uh abbott and costello and stuff and i was oh, like yeah it, it it killed me a little inside though when i found out that that bud abbott and Lou costello pretty much hated each other at the end
1: oh yeah you're just like yeah, oh, see, man really uh, yeah but yeah that, i mean there was so many riffs between the stooges uh, when you first said the stooges i started thinking iggy and the stooges yeah, but yeah, i was yeah. like well oh, that's why it, uh, but, uh, yeah, there was rifts between all those guys, you know what I mean? Laurel and Hardy had rifts. uh, you know, now the kids and little rascals, they didn't know what the hell was going on, but I'm sure there was something there, you know, but yeah, uh, Abbott Costello, this was, this was showmanship. Yeah. This is what's lacking nowadays. because yeah, people, people
0: nowadays are like, I hate that guy, I'm not gonna work with him. And you're like, these guys worked together forever.
1: And yeah. <laughs> Because they were pulling in the money, they were making the labs. And you have a team like that, you don't just drop it, walk away. You may never get that back. No. You know, we we all got ahead of ourselves and we're like, I'm better than them. And I'm better than them. No. See, sometimes you need to just shut the fuck up, work that dude. I mean, we work with people all the time we don't want to be around. So what's the difference? Oh, yeah. You're pulling in a paycheck. And when there ain't no money going around, and you're driving in a nice car, do you really want to give that up because you don't like the little short fat guy? Nah. <laughs> I've,
0: I've worked with people that I couldn't stand for ten years. Precisely. <laughs> and you could walk
1: out at any time and be like, "I'm better than this motherfucker." Yep. But then there goes your check. Yep. And now you got to start at the bottom again yeah. and hope to God you get wherever you're going.
0: Now, now I work for myself and I don't have to deal with that shit. So yeah. Hey, I love
1: Suave, but I hate the son of a bitch, too. He gets a hold of that radio. Do you know what it's like to hear AM static? Him trying to de- 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 and get something out? Drives me up a fucking wall. And you saw Uncle Lazarus. Hey, he's just a dick. And this is what I deal with in a bus. I ain't even got another real room. I mean, I have a room. But, like, it's a bus. It... You only got one way to go.
0: Now do you roll in your bus everywhere or is your bus stationary?
1: <laughs> it goes. It goes. When it goes. <laughs> and it stays when it stays. It depends on what button I push and what I listen out for. And if I hear the right pop, that means it's gonna start. If I hear the wrong pop, everybody get out and get fire extinguishers because something's about to blow up.
0: <laughs> uh that's great.
1: This thing is so rigged, you would not believe. No. I, I believe it. And not just a run. I'm in a bus. I need to be secure. I rig everything. I'm I'm pretty good with my hands. Don't yeah, like yeah. surprise business. Except for Ma. You gotta put up with Ma.
0: Yeah. You gotta go at her with a knife and then be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" That's your mind. Yeah,
1: <laughs> hey, you know. So, yeah, I'm not gonna go into that story. That's a bad story. It's, well, it's a good story, but it's not a story for a show.
0: For a show, yeah. It's uh, it's funny looking at your looking at your bus. And you got a big old, you got a wood burning stove in there and everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. yeah.
1: right. 1893 Paula stove that I found in a junk pile that was all rusted out, so uh, I had to take it apart and clean up all the cast iron and and build a whole new tub for it out of stainless steel and and kind of redesigned it so it has a circular airflow so it takes minimal wood to you know burn and and then all the brick that you see around there is not fake brick it's actual real brick. Uh, Uh, what they do is, it's called brick veneer, but I got it it shipped in from Chicago. When they tear down the old buildings, they slice the bricks in half and they sell them as brick veneers. So, yeah, that's all the real deal.
0: Yeah, the bricks that are only like about, what, about yay thick? Yeah, Yeah. but these
1: are actual antique bricks. A couple of them even have little, like, somebody carved their initials in one. Yeah.
0: That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I like it. Not to mention, I'm the only guy that I've seen on YouTube who lives on a bus that has a fucking organ. Yeah. I have a real organ in here. Nobody's got, why not? How, the, how did you get it in there? I just walked in the door. Have you ever seen a city bus? Yeah. They pull fat people in wheelchairs all day long. <laughs> I've got hydraulic lifts and shit. I just oh, pushed shit. it in. It, it was legitimately the first thing I ever put in my bus.
0: I didn't even have walls
1: yet. I just put in an organ. I was like, yeah. I can see it all now.
0: got got to start somewhere. You got
1: to believe it or not, you would be surprised. You know how you watch these. uh, I don't know if you watch any of these tiny home living ukulele story. Ikea. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. You know, little yuppie kids like, yeah, well, we didn't really put it together, but I made this beautiful pallet wall out of crap. You know, these motherfuckers. First off, let me tell you from living in a bus you ain't getting away with having all those windows open okay that's called cold air and it gets cold okay school buses not insulated well and when you do insulate them you just dropped your six foot ceiling down about five and a half good job yay okay uh these motherfuckers i hate it my entire bus you know they they oh i only paid twenty three thousand dollars it doesn't sound like much compared to a home, right? Mm-hmm. It is. It's a lot. I traded my bus, put down $1,000. Then everything in my bus put together, I have only spent $1,500. And that was on screws, wood, the fancy brick, everything else I found on the side of the road. A little bit of paint, couple screws. The walls are almost two-inch thick with two inch thick insulation, the floor is insulated, the ceiling is insulated because city buses came like that, you know? And it's like, you can live like a king off other people's trash. And these idiots are going to Ikea for something that's gonna fall apart. And then they kick up. I'm gonna live in there with my five kids. They're all little tykes now, they love it. Guess what? First time Jimmy gets a hard on, it's over. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, no. It's, it's, uh, you're I about ruining that.
1: your show. I apologize. My mouth is a little. Dude,
0: selfish. I, I, it is not a problem at all. But, hey, if I'm still on YouTube, you will be too. Oh, worry. yeah, yeah. Uh, my my <laughs> one buddy told me, he goes, as long as you get past the first two minutes without profanity, you're pretty good. So I'm like, yeah, I could go two minutes
1: <laughs> did i make two minutes i,
0: hope I don't I do. know but i've never i i know i've dropped i've i've at least dropped the f-bomb at least a couple times in the first couple minutes of a show so
1: did you just call it an f-bomb yeah i called it f-bomb So fuck it i haven't heard that <laughs> somebody the other day was like why do you talk like that and i was like what the fuck are you talking about see you're doing it again and i was like what the fuck did i say and, you're doing it again and it took me forever to understand what the hell they were talking about. And then I realized, I was like, oh, they still didn't get the clue that words are nothing more than vibrations in air. Drives me crazy.
0: I had a woman I used to work with. She's like, "You you use too much profanity. I was like, I don't use enough for the amount of shit I
1: put up with every day. Precisely. <laughs> Hey, you know, I heard a philosopher once say, always trust somebody that uses lots of profanity because they're probably telling you the truth.
0: Yeah, I read that quote somewhere and I couldn't tell you where it's from, though.
1: It's a. Hey, I I, I never understood it. You know, uh, believe it or not, I grew up in a very Christian household. I wanted to be a preacher as a kid. Imagine that. Baptized the whole nine. Halloween, no shit. I was so devout. I hated my birthday because I thought I was stealing away from Jesus. Okay? So I had my dad build me a life-size cross out of real wood. I mean, not two by fours. Big ass, mean looking four by fours. And I carried that thing for blocks and miles going door to door saying, you know, Jesus loves you. And wouldn't take candy. When I do something, I go all the way until a little incident on my day where I got baptized, where the preacher thought he would be a little too close. And I backed off. I ain't got nothing against nobody. I think everybody needs something to believe in. You know, some things are for me, some things aren't. You know, but uh, the one thing that always pissed me off as Christians, oh, you shouldn't use profanity, it's against the Bible. I was like, show me one place in the Bible that says, don't say fuck. It doesn't exist. Nope. King James Version, you hear God running out on the beach with a sword slaughtering people in a war. You think he was like, oh, gee golly, please get out of my way before I cut your head off. I doubt it. You think he got nails put in his hands going, oh, owie, that hurt. (laughs) I doubt it. I doubt it. Three, four days in, he's probably like, what the fuck? Get me down. This sucks. <laughs> Sorry. Duh. Can't you <laughs> But it's true. Uh. Can you imagine somebody up there trying to... There's a guy that I used to work with. I don't know what his deal was. He was a- afraid to say the F-ball. Uh, I don't even think I'm pronouncing that. Anyway, he, he would say, This guy over there is really freaking it up. And I was like, wait, wait, what'd you say? He's freaking it up. Oh, I, I don't curse. And I was like, so by acting like he ought makes it any better? <laughs> you got the same syllables in yeah, there. You're still, you're still
0: going for it. You just yeah, you're still not enough well, to just, kick it out.
1: Just stick the pie in your mouth. Stop nibbling at the crust.
0: Yeah. It's... It... My wife always is the one, it's like, you need to you need to calm down. I'm like, what? I was like, I don't, I, I'm like you, I don't realize I'm cussing until it's long gone. You know, I've already gotten yeah. past where I was. I'm, I'm on to a whole nother conversation. And everybody's like, well, you don't need to say
1: that. What, what'd I say? Oh, shit. These okay. are the same people watching heads get explode in like The Walking Dead, okay? You're watching like rape scenes in movies, but then somebody said, Well, it's said a bad word. Excuse me, you know, like how does any of this make sense? Uh, somebody made a comment on Facebook the other day. They asked this question: why is it that it is necessary to always have sex scenes and TNA in horror movies? What kind of question is that? I I, I had to comment back, I was like. Because when is the most vulnerable you feel besides taking a shit? Yeah. Getting it on. Nothing scarier than a dude with a knife cutting into your tent while you're having the best time of your life. Well, you know uh, what I mean?
0: Oh, yeah. The The scene, Um, shit, was it Friday the 13th? Oh, goddamn. No, uh, is it eight? Where the girl's on top of the guy and the, the steak goes through her and pulls out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That, that's amazing. Yeah. I love the one where he takes a harpoon and it goes through the eye and comes at the camera. Yeah, three, three and three D. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. The, the only movie, no, I've seen two movies in 3D. The first one was Jaws 3 in the movie theater, Jaws 3D. It was horrible. Yeah. I put on the red and blue glasses. I got a headache. Uh I still thought shocks were cool, but like holy crap. The second one was a remake of Night of the Living Dead in 3D. Had Sid Haig in it, I think, somewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, Horrible remake, but it was great all in the same. Sometimes I say things are horrible, but it means I really like it. You know, oh. Like Opposite Day or some shit. Yeah,
0: I, I, I love bad movies. And I- Oh, would, yeah. Yeah, it's, you, you're talking about Jaws 3. That's a bad movie. I've still watched it probably 20 times.
1: <laughs> oh yeah it's like a car wreck you can't help but just watch yeah. it's good stuff yeah
0: it's like i tell people i'm like you know i saw titanic once that's three hours of my life i'll never get back but literally hey,
1: i've actually watched that about 20 times too i just fast forward to the sinking part because you see the bodies hitting the rails and screaming all the yeah oh, right, when they're like, bouncing shit. Well. yeah yeah and i'm sorry not in a sappy way, but watching Leonardo DiCaprio uh, sink to the bottom of the ocean while the bitch is freezing on a little chunk of wood. Classic, classic, yeah. beautiful, great love story.
0: <laughs> I always say, though, I've watched that one once, but I guarantee you I've seen Blackula probably 25 times. So- oh,
1: I've seen all of them. Uh There is so many good blaxploitation movies. I I love them all. There's one, and I kind of can't remember what the hell it was called, but it had the black dude out of uh, Sesame Street, Gordon. Mm. Remember the old Sesame Street? Yeah, yeah. He was a pimp in a fucking, uh, it was like a, I think there was three of them. And I can't remember what the hell it was called. I wish I could remember off the top of my head. But the first time I saw that, you know, he comes out of his, his 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 badass car with his big pimp shoes on and shit. I was like, that's a guy from Sesame Street. Amazing. Amazing. Jim Hansen knew what he was doing.
0: Well, my my, my favorite black exploitation film is Brotherhood of Death. That oh has, yeah,
1: that's uh, a good one. That has the best trailer ever. <laughs> hey, you want to see a real fucked up one called watch sweet back sweet revenge. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Opening scene, whorehouse. 10 year old kid screwing a whore. And she's a, oh, sweet Mac. And that's the beginning of the movie. Yep. What oh, was your mind? I was like, this is the shit.
0: <laughs> oh, man. It, 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 it's funny because I, I, I grew up in a small town and we had like five video stores at one time. And yeah. none of them ever said shit on what you rented. So you could go in there, as long as you weren't renting porn at, like, 12, they were fine. Yeah. So I burnt my way. They didn't even
1: know what the hell you were getting in the first place.
0: No, no, they just went back there, pulled it off the shelf, handed it to you, and went on their way. So I burnt my way through the horror section, the exploitation section, and, you know, some some video stores had an exploitation set, uh, section, but most of it, shit was just mixed up with the regular stuff. Yeah.
1: But... Well, when they don't know what they have, man, and and that and that shit will twist your mind. But it's amazing, no, you know. I don't think it gets enough credit, and I think uh, it would do the world a lot of good to watch some of this stuff and see how powerful, you know, uh, the, the Disco Godfather, Rudy Ray Moore, beautiful, all the movies he did, fantastic. I guess you know the what I mean
0: that he did. All the oh yeah the human tornado and, and yeah the
1: human tornado I, uh, I loved it. Get we- Wheat was it? Petey Wheatstraw, the yeah, Pete Wheatstraw versus the Devil. Yep. Yeah, that's a good shit right there.
0: <laughs> See, I, I I was uh going through and we were I was watching some movies with my kids and I'm like my kids are all adults except for my, my youngest and I'm like man I was like I'm watching shit that when I was a kid, I should not have been
1: watching. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure you should. I'll tell you a little secret. My kid, he's about 24. No, did he just turn 25? Fuck. Wow, he's going to kill me if he sees this. Sorry, Vicious. Anyway, <laughs> um, yes, his name's Vicious. That is for real. Beautiful kid. He used to be in a band called The Sadist. Amazing guitar player, whatever. Uh, I did the reverse when raising my child. I showed him everything from day one. There was not a day that went by where I wasn't hiding under his crib, coming in with like weird makeup on, trying to scare him. Every chance I got jumping out of closets. I mean, this, this could get me in trouble, but I don't give a fuck what's done is done. I showed him everything. Every glory horror movie, faces of death, uh, porn, all of it. I was like, this is the world. Get used to it now because when you get older, you're not going to give a shit about any of it. And you know what? He's never been arrested. Great kid, super smart. Ain't afraid to be around people. Just don't give a shit. Great kid. Love my kid. And uh a lot of people looked at us like, what the fuck is your guys' problem? You're rotten as bright. No. I'm taking out the wonder from the get go, so he's not afraid of shit and he doesn't have to ask questions when he gets older. Daddy, what's what's sex? Well, it's that video I showed you when you were two years old. No, it wasn't that bad, but close, you know, like just give it to them early. So when they get older, they're not surprised.
0: Yeah, see, I I got lucky. I took my kids years ago to a convention and uh, Kane Hodder happened to be there. And this is when they were going through that phase where they didn't, you know, kind of like, you know, scary movies. Were, and uh, I was like, that's Jason right there. And they're like, what? Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's Jason right there. Went over and they met him and they're like, oh. And then from then on, it was like, oh, whatever. They- <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Hey, this- you know, it, it's, it's true. So many people, we coddle and, and we hold close, which is understandable because you should. But at the same, these kids did not grow up the way we did. They're not going to. And right now they're having a hell of a time just trying to make it. You know, it's mm-hmm. like even making friends anymore. You don't, it's like that black mirror crap. You know, it's like, if you ain't hit your social status, you, your tax rate goes up and, and your credit goes down. Like, you know, things are, things are messed up. And I saw that ahead of time. My kid already knows that I did not want I wanted to have a kid, but I didn't want to bring a kid into this world mm-hmm. because I knew it was going to hit hit the shit as soon enough. So he was a blessing, but I wanted to make sure he was the baddest-ass little motherfucker that I, I could ever make. And I'll tell you, I feel bad. I love you, Vicious. Sorry that I was such a horrible father. Uh, <laughs> but he witnessed madness on a level that most... People, grown adults, would never understand. Not abuse, not shit like that. Madness. He saw me go down some rabbit holes that most people that were lifelong junkies didn't even understand. Like, you ain't even high. Like, what's your problem? <laughs> you know? So I, I think uh I think kids need that. They need a little scare in their life.
0: Yeah, you, you can't let kids go through their whole life without any because that, that's when you get to. The- the little shit that are- teletubbies.
1: That's some scary shit. <laughs> that is some scary legitimately. That is some bad acid right there. Yeah. I don't care. Any parent that subjects their children, that is that is torture. they're just bouncing around going, yeah, yeah. I mean, David Lynch has come up with some crazy shit. Teletubbies. If you want to told me David Lynch was like, I want to put out a nightmare. I would expect to see Teletubbies.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, the movie that Gordon did was Willy Dynamite. Willy Dynamite. There, there you go. go. Thank you very much. Fucking IMDB. Now look at shit up. Check
1: it out. When you see that, and then you think of him on Sesame Street, you're like, no fucking way. <laughs> well,
0: it's like um, Dead and Buried. The, the, the main bad guy in that is the grandpa
1: from freaking Charlie and the
0: Chocolate Factory.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. Hey, talk about that, Charlie and the chocolate. Let me tell you something. Those grandparents were pulling the wool over. They're making their daughter go out and sweatshop it while that asshole could get up and do the two step. Mm
2: -hmm. Did
1: anyone else find this disturbing? Why? You are broke. If you can dance like that, get out on a fucking street corner, make some money. Don't lay in bed all day eating poor Charlie's chocolate on his birthday and then invite yourself to the chocolate factory? Dick. <laughs> That's why he was the bad guy in the other movie.
0: Yeah, he just went on to be the other one.
1: Yeah, yeah. he was a dick from the beginning.
0: <laughs> There's a bunch of those. I, was, wow, God, I can't remember what fucking movie I was watching the other day and the, the one of the main bad guys was... A children's show and I was like what I watch so many damn movies though
1: I can't tell you what I watch every day oh I can't either trust me I, I could not I think last night I watched The Little Rascals Laurel and Hardy 28 Days Later and Batman I think I, 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 one
0: that, I remember watching was I watched Killer Crocodile What?
1: that sounds like a winner
0: yes (laughs) bad italian killer crocodile movie
1: i dig it It, it's about as it sounds like it's probably about as bad as like a lake placid or whatever the hell that one no
0: it's so much better as how bad it is it's um i'll have to put that on my list yeah it's from like 1990 it's 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 rough
1: but it's fun you just you know yeah, here's a movie that I thought was a big letdown. I I'm picky about my horror. Old bad, good, new bad, I don't think so. I just CGI all this crap. John Carpenter put out a movie called The Faculty. Shit. No, that was Robert Rodriguez. Oh, it was that's... Yeah. I I take that back. No, uh I, I have this DVD that's got that and uh, Dracula 2000 or some crap, and that was copied. And holy crap, both those movies, shit.
2: Yeah, it's, Robin uh,
1: Rodriguez has got good taste, but I don't know what he was thinking with that. That was a studio
0: movie. That was Dimension Films that he was working with. That wasn't just him. That was he was doing that
1: as an uh, probably director for hire. I will say this kind of goes into line what we are talking about with Abbott Costello. You're making the money, but fuck me. If you are an odyssey, that's why I like David Lynch, David Lynch, to me, he stuck with him, his thing. Mm -hmm. And if the, if the company didn't like, he said, fuck it, I'll do it on super eight. And to me, right to fuck on blue velvet, magnificent film, the elephant man, that is a fucking masterpiece. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, these these are these are great films because he stuck with it. Now I'm glad to see that Robert Rodriguez later on in life, uh, you know, started doing what he wanted to do, you know, and started yeah. pumping out good shit.
0: Yeah. So I'm 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 a I'm a fan of uh, the the Mexico trilogy. You know, Desperado. Oh yeah. El Mariachi. Oh.
1: Hey, listen. I have to say, the most sexy couple I've ever seen in my life, Selma Hayek and fucking Antonio Banderas, I'm sorry, those kids would come out stroking nice mustaches and three-piece suits, you know what I'm saying? Straight out of the womb, just bam, hello. You know, it'd be good shit. Wouldn't uh, uh, be surprised if one had a cigar in his mouth and, you know, slicked hair and shit, you know? Oh, yeah.
0: This literally got one of my favorite lines, I think, in uh, Desperado, when he, she, he looks at her and goes, did I ever thank you? She goes, no. And he goes, I will. And he walks
1: off. <laughs> that is slick, man. It is slick. And it's like we ain't even got characters like that anymore. No. You now it's like some dorky kid in a Yoda shirt three times too small for him, a pair of polyester khaki pants and never combs his hair. And, like, that's the love story make me sick it's kind of like uh i I forgot who it was i think bill burr was talking about cars. i love cars i like old cars he was talking about how the hell you're supposed to feel good driving in a car when it's called a box or a leaf or whatever we had the judge the demon charger challenger you know i had a fury i had a you know potty tempest you know and tempest was even kind of like it it was kind of soft, but man, it had balls. You know what I mean? It's like, we ain't got that. Yeah, I know. Everybody wants to save the planet. I do too. Uh, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> I figure we're just too damn late because nobody wants to listen. So
2: mm.
1: but it bums me out. I drive past an old car and it's like, man, those were the days. You know, you felt good. You got in. You knew you were a badass, you know? And it's like, now it's like you get in, there ain't a single car on the road that's been made in the past 30 years that I could even like, now there's a car. I'm like, now there's a pile of crap that's going to break under pressure (laughs) and has blind spots everywhere and the seat's uncomfortable and you got a jack with all these levers and it talks to you. That's like when Taco Bell put out them garbage cans that talk to you when you put your trash in. I don't need a trash can talking to me i wanted that i'd watch fucking sesame street (laughs) i'm sorry that everything we're talking about is not horror uh Uh, like i said i'm they want to call me a horror host so be it whatever tickles the pink i personally i'm just a dude in a bus playing a dude in a bus that's as far as you know what i mean yeah the
0: character in the in the in in the real life are not Separated in any way, shape, or form.
1: Not really. (laughs) It just depends on how I feel that day. I mean, I could be very suave and talk very nicely (laughs) and make everything very posh and a nice demeanor. Or I could be very gay and happy and maybe fabulous, but I don't like to. I like just being myself. <laughs> All right. I, the,
0: the thing I would love to see is I want to see Dr. Zombo go pay his utility bill
1: <laughs> fuck me <laughs> hey, you know what you might be screwed on that because now that I figured out everything's online holy crap my life's so much better that is just one less place I have to go where somebody might die <laughs> Get get
0: solar panels on your roof and you don't ever have to go anywhere. I have them.
1: You got solar panels on your roof? I am fully sufficient, my friend. Damn. that is 100%. Crazy. I do not have running water. I have everything. It's hand pumped. I use a compost. And I'm not talking one of these $4,000 crappers where you put, like, come on. Come on. You need it to look, no, man, I got one of them camp buckets, you know, you pop the lid on, you throw some crap in there. And the, the secret is, is keep your piss and your shit separate. That's the trick. Now, it gets a little tricky, but you get used to it. I've been doing it for over five years, so I used to love it in my short bus. I had this little end table, right? And I had a wood toilet seat. and For some pre- For some reason, people come in and never notice it was a toilet seat. Because I had the Mona Lisa on it, right? And I'd have my coffee cup on there and stuff. And they're like, Well, why do you use a bathroom? I was like, right there. And they're like, You 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 use a bathroom right here? I was like, Do you smell anything? I just took a shit 15 minutes ago. Do you smell anything? Well, no. I was like, then what are you bitching about? But you put your coffee cup on there. I was like, does it look like it's covered in feces? It cracks me up. We we all have. Like to me, I flush a toilet. Yeah, there it goes, what do you do? But I look at it, I was like, what a waste. To me, I'm lazy, okay? Running water means somewhere at some point you're gonna come home and all your shit's ruined, okay? Why? You don't need it, just hand pump, bam, boom. Go fill it up under a tap somewhere. People are like, well, what if you run out of water? I was like, well, everybody else has got water. Just go creep up in the yacht at night and fill it up and go away. (laughs) By the time they come out, you sign, see ya. You know?
0: Hell yeah. I'm not going to lie, man. That is a badass
1: chair you're sitting in. Thank you. I also found that actually it was an estate sale. They wanted to get rid of it. I, I, uh, I was kind of a dick. They they really wanted to get rid of it because old grandpa died. And I was like, wow, it's got like maps on it and stuff. That's pretty cool. Uh, so I put it in the back of my truck and I was like, all right, thank you very much. And I totally drove away. And I got about halfway down the road and realized I didn't pay him for it. And then just said, fuck it and brought it home. And I've been sitting in it ever since. So if you see this, sorry, grandpa's chair is very well used.
0: Uh, I, I, I've done that before. I can't. I can't fault you on that one. No, you haven't. Come on. <laughs> oh shit. Now, I don't know. I don't know if it was a garage sale or an estate sale, but I've definitely walked out of places not realizing I had shit that I didn't realize I didn't pay for.
1: It yeah. happens
0: to all of us. Yeah. So, but it uh, just
1: happens to me a little more often. I don't know why.
0: Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh sorry but um so you've got all this going on you're living probably got to be the best life you can live you're having fun um yeah yeah is, is there anything else you want to do everything
1: everything um, I, yeah I I have never tried ayahuasca. I would love to go do that. Um, I would love to, uh, I don't know, maybe be, I don't know, like present people shows or something, you know, like out on stage. uh, I don't know. I always wanted, you know, I I got my own band of creeps and stuff, but uh, I'm always looking. I like natural weirdos, you know what I mean? The ones that just come out looking weird. You know, I'm not trying to be a dick or not, but short people, big people, deformed people. I think they're beautiful. What what, what people think is beautiful nowadays makes me sick. I see a woman with a shitload of makeup on, big fake tits. i uh, drives me nuts. Does nothing for me. I see a woman with a big scar on her face and big flappy tits. i Hey, there's my kind of woman. Good for you. You know, like it's just cross-eyed or something. It's just nature's so beautiful (laughs) uh you know i want to keep up with the show i want to make it bigger better you know what i mean i'd love to do a movie i got scripts out the ass and just i ain't got the money to put them together you know this is a no budget show uh i just try really hard yeah and it drives my woman insane that's
0: the same way on my end i uh I do this just to have fun, and it, some days it drives my wife nuts.
1: Hey, the good thing is that she's got her bus, I got my bus. We're on two different parts of two acre property. We're good.
0: I got, I got, I got my lair. My wife's got hers upstairs. She's got her whole area to herself. I got, we, we. She comes down here, watches TV or movie with me. She goes up to her area. I stay down
1: here till I go to bed. So, yeah, that's how you keep a relationship alive. Yeah. Uh, one thing I do have coming up, right now we have a, a shop that we're uh, putting together and, you know, getting ready to put in a concrete in a couple weeks here. And uh, everything's done my, myself because, well, I ain't paying some other jack off come over here and dick around on my property. I don't like strangers on in my place, you know what I mean? Completely uh, understand. But we're setting up because... A lot of people don't know that part of my background and what I do that I'm really good at is I've been a machinist for over 20, 30 years now. You know, and I'm not talking just manual lays and, and mills and knee mills and all that, but a welder, a CNC operator. I work with anywhere from three axis up to nine axis machines, giant robotic machines that you know. 100,000 RPMs, you know, micro machining and high precision with intents and stuff. Most people won't even know what the hell I'm talking about. Um, but we're going to start putting machines into the shop and then the lab will be created where I'm going to be taking ideas from people online that send me drawings, say, hey, I'm into cosplay and all this crap. I want something that blows smoke and lights up and boops and beeps and bops and we're going to make that. And we're going to make it professional and nice and, you know, show them how it's done on machines with real CAD and CAM software. Show them the inner workings so they understand the doctor ain't just a loudmouth asshole. He actually has something going on. And believe it or not, uh, if anyone's watching, Nova Geometric check her out. She puts out music and stuff and she's up and coming. She's my chick. She's also an engineer. Uh, she's got she's got degrees and shit. You know what I mean. Like she's cooler than I am when it comes to that. You know, like she does the engineering. I know some of it, but she's she she also does machining. Believe it or not, it's kind of cool having a a woman that's sitting there working with machines the size of a room and watching these old guys go scratch your head, and be like, "How's this? What what is she? How what?" It's like, yeah, what you think? You think you're the only one with a brain? Now she, in my mind. That is a woman. That's the way women, they should never, ever, ever say, why can't I? They just say, yes, I can. Go out and do it. There ain't nothing stopping you. Stop listening to all this crap. Shave your legs and, and look nice for people. No, have a fucking brain. I'm tired of these twerking twats all over the place, you know, with the stupid TikTok and the different selfie fucking Queens. God, I'm fucking sick of it. It's like, show me your, show me your creative side. Show me what you can make. You can't make anything besides a TV dinner, or some shit. Like, get, get out of my face. Like, be good at what you do. You know, get
0: oh, yeah. your hands in there. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the way it is. Me and my wife, man. My wife went to school. She's a medical assistant going back to school. Uh, to become a medical office management. She is a great cook. She's a photographer. And yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a dude that sells comic books and makes videos in his
1: basement. So right, she- it's like they show us up all the time, but nobody pays attention to it. Oh, well, you know, I'm a middle-aged white man that runs a business and I just, uh, you know, little girls, <laughs> you know you can talk a big talk, but when a woman walks in and does your job 10 times better, that's a keeper. That's a keeper. You know what I mean? Like I don't give a shit what everybody's big hype and whoop and whatever. I'm not trying to like jump on a side, but damn, if I don't believe in the human spirit, at least I don't like people, but I I'm interested in the human condition and I'm Interested and it's intriguing to see how people's minds get so gummed up with bullshit and what they're supposed to be and what they're supposed to believe and what they can and cannot do and this is what you can do and this is what you can't do bullshit. If you are walking on two legs and you're talking, you're a human being. Guess what? Do something. Our brains are very, very powerful things, and yeah, uh, I'd rather around people that are makers not talkers
0: you know what I mean
1: yeah. there's two types of people in the world to me they're searchers and sitters sitters are on the perpetual you know merry-go-round turn style and they never know when to get off they keep talking about it, like one day I'm just gonna step off one day I'm gonna step off yeah I'm gonna do it one day one day one day I'm gonna go back to school and be a writer and one day I'm gonna be a film film barberker no they're not because a searcher just says how does that work? How does this work? Why does this exist? How did we exist? Why are we here and where are we going? And those are the ones that get shit done. And typically they look like me. They look like you. Yeah. And nobody else gets it. You know why? Because they're too locked up in their bullshit to even see that they're sitting on a turnstile while the rest of us are running circles around them going, why are you still on there? Aren't you dizzy?
0: 100 percent true i i had to step off one day I'd, I'd been in a shit job for years and i got fired and i went to a, another job for a brief period of time and i was like this is not where i belong and yeah. i opened up my comic shop and
1: haven't looked back it's my full-time job i, I do that what is your favorite comic book i mean i know that's like asking what's your favorite music but uh what what is your favorite genre of comic book uh
0: right now i am a big fan of the um indie horror stuff um nice i i you know don't get me wrong i'm still from being a little kid i still love my x-men and stuff like that stuff's never gone away for me um I, yeah but but right now there's so much. Um, there's a comic book company um, called Scout Comics, and they put out um, Black Caravan comics, and that is some of the best comic books coming out right now. Um, nice. They got ones called uh, Broken Soul Ballad. Um, we don't kill spiders. Just and like every issue is like bam, bam, bam. It's good artwork and it's a good story and. I'm digging it. Very nice. Yeah. yeah, I
1: used to I used to get into a couple comic books when I was younger. Um I I was always a little different even when I was young. You know, it's like growing up. I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona. Okay? Dump. Yeah. Death. Everything's death. Everything's hot. Everybody hates each other. Nobody wants to be there. There's nothing good about it except when you get way out in the desert and it's just nice and peaceful. And even then it wants to kill you. But, uh, you know, they're all listening to metal and shit when I was a kid. I'm listening to classical and, you know, Klaus Nomi and uh, Lou Reed and shit. And they're like, I don't even know what the fuck you're listening to. And I was like, yeah, then you just don't get it, you know. Uh, but I, I used to dig on uh, Sandman. That was a huge one of mine. I, I just loved Sandman. And there was another one that came out. And I don't even know how long it was out, but it was Necroscope.
0: Yeah, not, go, yeah, based on the uh, line of books from uh, yeah. Brian Lumley.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I dug the hell out of those, and I always dug Batman. Probably for the same reason why everybody else does. He is a guy. He ain't got no supernatural nothing. He's just a dude making shit and uh, taking back uh, his city. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's,
0: literally, I'm still reading Batman to this day. So Yeah. And Swamp Thing. I like it. Swamp, Swamp Thing. Dude, you go back, that's probably my number one DC comic of all time is Swamp Thing. It's a big fan. Uh, yeah. I met, I met Bernie Wrightson and, and uh, Lynn Wine and Bruce Jones, all the guys who worked on Swamp Thing over the years. And I mean, Lynn Wine and, and uh, Wrightson were the ones that created it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I had my first really cool signed and put away
1: somewhere. <laughs> Man, I used to have so much cool. Like, I still have a bunch of junk in my bus. Some of it is uh, artifacts. Uh, I don't have any of the stuff I used to. I Something happened back in the day, and uh, I was married for a long time. Long time. Don't want to mention the bitch's name. Don't want to talk about how it was. All I know is it broke. I was done. And I walked away. I walked away. I didn't take nothing. I took my top hat. I took my leather jacket and my pants. Uh, I think maybe my guitar and my mannequin. Yes, I carry a this fucking mannequin around me everywhere. It's haunting eyes, beautiful centerpiece. And uh, but I left behind. I had human skulls, real nice, you know, medicals. Some of them were medical. Uh, Stuffing jaws had baby coffins had a giant electroshock therapy machine um i had a cadaver uh, titanium leg joints and, and i had a bunch of old comics that were signed my thing was records mm-hmm. i had 3580 vinyl records perfect condition half of them were signed by people rare shit you know a bunch of old good punk stuff love old blues you know had some bessie smith and you know uh blind lemon you know fucking robert johnson all all the goodies you know what i mean but uh i left it all behind so it's cool that you're still following your passion yeah you you have to hey and you know what i don't knock on anybody with the nine to fives or the whatever i i i do the graveyard middle of the night crap so like i'm not much for the day walk of life, I just, you know, that sun comes up, I hear that rooster going, I'm like, shit, time for bed, you know what I mean? Um, But I have to say, everybody's gotta do what they gotta do, and the way the system's set up, take, 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 screw you, drives me nuts. They want you to work until you die, and then your your insurance costs more than your retirement fund. Mm -hmm. How does any of this make sense? He used to be able to retire at like 50 and enjoy. Yeah. Now it's like, hey, are you half dead yet? Ah, you're not done yet.
0: Nope. Yeah. Like I said, you got to call in sick on your day, on the day you die. So,
1: yeah. I gave up. I gave up. You know what? I come when I come and I leave when I leave. And I don't give a flying fuck what anyone says. Be like, I know where doors are just as much as you do. You came in one this morning. I could go out the same one. And uh, I think they're so befuddled, they just mind their own business. Because I tell them right off the bat, I expect one thing and one thing alone. You want the perfect employee that will never ask any questions, never talk to you, never want anything, never complain. Give me what I want up front. And then for the rest of the time, never talk to me again. Leave me alone. Put me somewhere where nobody else wants to be. So I'm alone. And it works out great.
0: Oh, yeah. I've had I've had a few of those jobs. I always liked them till people started till they till they had to decide to move me, and then I hated them.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's when I usually walk out the door. I'd be like, "Yeah, you can move me, but I can move myself a lot faster and make this whole thing a whole lot better." Look, got a trick. I can disappear as the door (laughs) shuts.
0: Uh, so I I got I got to do one thing for for. Go ahead, you do what you got to do with the show. Um. I watched your episode and you were talking about dreams and I told this kid it was in the shop when that was on that. I would ask you about that. <laughs> yeah, shoot away. So your whole theory on dreams is um, really close to mine. And me and my son had this whole conversation the other night because we were talking about taking melatonin and okay. I took a, I was doing trying to lucid dream uh, and I was studying up on it for a while. And I was taking like just shit tons of melatonin because supposedly that's what caused you to have lucid dreams. That's actually
1: your first problem right there, but continue. Yeah.
0: And just watching that, you guys talking about, well, watching you talk about controlling your dreams and stuff like that. um, I was going through a point because my, my sleep schedule was horrible at that time. Just yeah. horrible and um so i i never remembered having my dreams so me and my buddy were sitting there trying to figure out how to do all this stuff so we're just reading books checking out stuff on the internet reading up everything and um one of the side effects supposedly was of too much melatonin would cause lucid dreams so i'm like okay i'm gonna try this and it didn't work but i tried it so <laughs>
1: right um so is your question how do you lucid dream no just um how do
0: you do it how do you because now i just have fucked up dreams and I, i'm just fully aware of what's going on and uh usually by the time i realize i'm having the dream i wake i wake up so it just kind of ends there um
1: well i'll put it this way uh i'm not saying that it's a gift Uh, because it can be a damnation Mm -hmm. um because sometimes you witness things and do things and have to really uh hold yourself together through some pretty sad depressing scary things Mm -hmm. for example i had a dream one time where it was me my wife and my kid and we were sitting it was a basketball court it looked like it was somewhere downtown okay and uh we just heard a rumble and then we just saw dust and then we hurry up and ran into one of those like water duck type things, you know? Mm-hmm. And I literally had to sit through holding my wife and kid as we inhaled this toxic smoke that burned and burned and burned, screaming, gurgling. That's something you never let go of. Yeah it sticks with you now did that actually happen no it didn't did it happen somewhere it might have i don't know with lucid dreaming okay first off the more that you try to get into it the more you're already like pre-programming your mind to see things that maybe are not what you're looking for Mm Okay. Lucid dreaming will come natural to some and not others. And sometimes you'll lucid dream and never know you actually were. The thing that tells you that you are is when you're able to do small things, like I said in my episode, (laughs) you'll look at a book, Mm -hmm. okay? There's the slow motion, okay? If you're past the slow motion part and you can move around, you're like, this is what I'm doing. And you can look in mirrors and you're like, that's actually my face. You know, maybe something's different. You got like more hair. You don't have hair. You know, your eyes look weird or whatever. If you can open up a book and flip through and remember the author and what they wrote and things like that, now how you lucid dreaming. But the thing is, is be careful. I woke up and pissed in my bed, literally, because I've gotten so far into it that I didn't realize how to come back and uh, my body just kind of released, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. There are problems that go along with it and it is a real thing. Melatonin, yes, puts you into a very tired, dreamlike state, but it also dumbs you down when it comes to the openness of your mind. Now, I'm not going to say that I'm like some sort of, hallucination guru, but once you open that door and you keep it open, (coughs) it invites in many different skills that get honed over years. My suggestion, if you really want to fucking get in there and find out, don't sleep for three days. Seriously, don't sleep at all. Force yourself to stay awake like Freddy, you know, Nightmare Mm -hmm. on Elm Street That came from a place. I think when Wes Craven was writing that, he was experiencing some of this. Now, this is if you really are dedicated to the idea. And then listen to music. No vocals. You don't want to pre-program nothing. Melodic, scary, whatever the fuck floats your boat. No vocals. You don't want somebody's preconceived notions. You just want the feel.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You'll, you'll, you'll get to a point where you almost hallucinate. Then lay down. And you know what? Chances are the first time you lay down and get sleep, you ain't gonna remember shit. It's the next night because your brain is trying to catch up. It leaves a door open that you're not closing. Now, another thing I said in my in my uh show was. Being around other people interferes with you dreaming, okay? Mm -hmm. If your mind is open enough to pick up the signals and you Mm -hmm. guys are sleeping at the same time, you will be picking. That's where the chaos comes from. And that's where it gets all scrambled up. So first word of advice, be very careful what you ask for. You never know what you're going to get. Because sometimes it'll drop you places. Now, me, I used to do these experiments, and I shouldn't even be talking about this. Uh, I I hooked up a copper wire from my pillow with a little copper pad in my pillow, ran it through the mattress to my wife's. No electricity, nothing. Just needed a conduit. And uh, stayed up for a couple days, lay down, went to sleep, focused in on her. Woke up. I was in her entire dream, knew everything that happened total verbatim. She hated me from there on out, didn't trust me anymore. She didn't know about the copper wire until she sees this. But uh, I another experiment I did is I had a buddy I worked with and he very skeptical, but he was interested because you get people talking about dreams and let them know it's okay. Oh, they'll open up like a fucking book. They're like, oh yeah, I had this dream this one time and a fucking boogeyman came out, but I actually fought him. Like all kinds of crazy shit. Yep. And I enjoy it. I love it, you know? So I did a two-year-long two experiment with my friend. I had a theory. I was like, you know, when other people that you're close to, that you're connected with, that are real close, you guys spend a lot of time together. It's kind of like chicks when they get in the same cycle yeah you know creepy alien shit uh the same thing happens with just regular people you hang out with people enough there's a connection there once you feel something for that person there's a connection being made so my theory was is that every time the other person dreams that you're in their dream you won't remember your dream because they're pulling you out of yours into theirs Every fucking time for two years, I made this guy a fucking absolute believer. He was like, I don't know how, what the fuck? It was our goal. Every morning, we'd come into work, smoke a cigarette, okay, go. I had a dream. And most of the time, it wasn't like all the time where it was like, oh, you're in my dream, I'm in yours. But every single time, the other one wouldn't remember the dream. Every time.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. What was the... Oh, man, that's a saying This like every time you can't remember your dream is because somebody's already got you occupied in theirs or something like that. Yeah.
1: yeah, believe it or not. Hey, you know what? I challenge anybody out there to do the same experiment with a close friend. See how long it goes and how many times it comes back. It'll scare the shit out of you. I, I, can, I can almost put money down saying I guarantee it. And I'm surprised that doctors don't talk about it because I know they've done the experiments on it. That's fucking cool. It's... There's a lot of shit we can do that people don't understand. See, our physical being right here, see, science has already taught us. Okay, colors, for example. The human eye only sees up to, I think it's like 20, 30% of what's really going on. Yeah. Our brains cannot. So what else is going on? We see ghosts and shit, right? All these people are like, I saw this ghost. I saw this saw. There is a whole world happening right now that none of us can see. Yeah. For all we know, the entire planet's red and we are completely full of shit. Yep. Then if you take what we see, everything is in the past. Milliseconds have already yeah. passed. Yeah, because everything we see is on a delay. We are perpetually in a state of confusion and think that we have our feet on the ground. Then you take space and time as itself. We have no idea how many dimensions there really are. If you get into string theory at all, you're talking about some serious shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like we got... Stephen Hawking sitting there all crippled up in his wheelchair telling us some fucking crazy stuff. Carl Sagan understanding shit. We got, uh, what's DeGrasse Tyson going now? You know like We got all these people saying, hey, hey, yeah, I know you don't believe in science and all that crap, but that's fine because you don't even know what the hell's going on in the first place. So take that. Our dreams are nothing more than an open door. To go places. That's why when you wake up and you're in a lucid dream, you will be more tired than you were when you went to bed. You are there. You are working. Your body hate but your other life is working. It's
0: always hated those dreams where you dream that you're at work. That's the worst dreams ever. <laughs> I'd
1: rather really have well, a I'm nightmare. You, you want nightmares? I could tell you some real bad ones, but we won't go that far. No. So the one I told you earlier. That stuck with me, and it will stick with me for the rest of my life that's that's crazy
0: i I, I have
1: a, like,
0: uh, I have a handful, but nothing that serious um, I have one that has stuck with me and it's um from being a kid uh, and it was caused from like sleep paralysis That old hag syndrome stuff like
1: that the night terrors
0: yeah i I saw an old hag I was I don't know. Twelve maybe scared the shit out of me. Said I I will remember that thing
1: till the day I die. It's always there. I I used to see I used to see a bloody John Lennon sitting at the edge of my bed, just staring at me, talking to me. I don't know why I loved the Beatles, but why did he have to be bloody sitting at the edge of my bed? I think it was uh the poster inside the white album. My dad used to play the the end of it backwards, you know. Revolution number nine backwards. So instead of number nine, number nine backwards, it's let me on, dead men. Let me on, dead men. Play that shit backwards, dude. I knew it fucked with me for years. I was like, that and uh uh what was it? Us? Uh, uh the hell was it? Tales from the dark side. The show, the beginning? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, where fate night fucking scare me. That and unsolved mysteries, the music? Holy fuck. Every time that guy's voice scared the shit out of me. Yeah. In bed, scared.
0: You—that's th- funny because that's a common fear, is it, that has messed with people. Is the uh, unsolved mysteries? Something about yeah, that music—it it, yeah. it subconsciously just sets in people's heads, and it's like that's not right. There's something wrong. Right. Yep.
2: It,
1: it, it's it's phenomenal. Hey, Pee Wee's Big Adventures, great movie. Large March scared the shit out of me. I watch it now, and I'm like, not so scary. But the bitch before her face opens is the scariest part.
0: My, mine, the, the movie that still that still weirds me out to this day, Is the rest of the movie I'm fine, Pink Floyd's The Wall with the little kids falling in the meat grinder. Oh, yeah. That, that oh, yeah. since I saw that when I was a kid, to an adult now, and that's still just something just yeah just grabs at me at that, and i I can watch about any other movie you put in front of me something about that one I just kind of like okay,
1: yeah I used to watch that movie. I'm not i hundreds of times I would just sit there and uh because I felt comfortable, maybe comfortably, no, not you know what I mean, like I watched it, and i felt i felt related to the guy, yeah, you know uh little known fact which i don't really give a fuck, who knows, whatever, because they could all think, ah, he's just being a character. Who cares? I spent two and a half years locked up in a in a place called Charter. You, you ever remember the old commercials? If you can't get help somewhere, get help at Charter. Charter Mental Hospital. They lock you up, throw away the key on all these little kids, and then all the way up to, like, you know, young adults. And then they got closed down for too many unexplained deaths and abuse. I'll tell you, it's all real. And now they don't exist anymore. Thank you, 2020, for closing that fucking place down. And uh, it taught me something. Uh, The mind can be fragile, but it can also be the most powerful tool, especially when the people around you mistake understanding for insanity. I don't... I don't look at people talking on the side of the road at themselves say, look at that crazy fucker. I say, something's going on right there that we will never comprehend that we're not part of, we're not supposed to be.
0: Yeah. Um, Oh God, I can't remember what comedian it is. He goes, you ever see that one guy, he's standing there talking to himself and he's, he goes, you only hear the one side of the conversation. He goes, maybe on the other side of the planet, there's the other guy. Having the conversation with him through the.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm Sorry. telling
1: you, man. Seriously. Like, I don't go walking around talking to myself and shit, you know, but like, I used to drink with these dudes on the side of the road. I would find a craziest fucker, like, you know, some drunk dude pissed himself. He's got gold paint all over from huffing out of a fucking plastic bag, you know? And I just wanted to hear their stories. And I was really shocked to find out how many really intelligent people were just sitting on the side of the road because they couldn't do it anymore. You know, uh, for example, one time I'm sitting on the side of the road, and I bought a couple 40s and I was like, here. He was like, hey, you don't know me. He's in a wheelchair. And uh, we just started drinking. And he was like, you know, why, are you, what do you want? I was like, I don't want nothing. And we got done with our 40s and I went back. and I was about, he was like, "No," nah. lifting up his leg kind of water cash this big. He was like, I actually made it rich a long time ago and I just couldn't do it no more. So I sit here and watch other people never underestimate the crazy fucker on the side of the road. He may actually be richer and smarter than you will ever know. Well, the thing is though, is they say is ignorance is
0: bliss. So basically the people that just are ignorant to the world can just blissfully go through the world and don't have any issues It's when you're smart enough to, or you know, intelligent enough to really understand the shit. That's what makes stuff painful and makes people like you always hear about these geniuses that just fucking lose it and just, you know. And that's what it is. It's when you're smart enough to realize how fucked everything is.
1: Then yes, yeah. So and that is why there are people like myself and yourself living right now because we realize. Wow, it's all fucked up. Yep. So I live in a fucking bus and you run a comic book store. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, you know, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I, I just want to say I appreciate you having me on your show. I yeah,
0: really I'm, do. I'm I'm glad you're on the show. This has been a hell of a time, man. I just now realize that we've been talking for almost two hours. No so, shit. <laughs> yeah. I just happened to glance down. I was like, fuck. That, that's what... I mean, is this live? No, no. This will be recorded. This is recorded. Yeah, there you go. And
1: uh, edit the hell out of it, and I'm sure you'll get some good nuggets out of it.
0: Yeah, and the thing is, though, is is uh, a lot of people like my show because they feel like this is a natural conversation. Um, they like the way it just kind of flows and stuff. Because, uh, I mean, you've seen if you've seen any of my episodes, you've seen the, oh, yeah. the ones with my wife. My wife used to be the when i used to joke around the continuity person because when we'd start getting way the fuck off topic she'd be the one there going nah nah go back go back go back go back to where you were you were talking about this yeah and people love the fact that the conversation <clears throat> flows naturally um realistically the only time i edit shows is um my, when my youngest comes downstairs and he wants to watch tv or something right um, i have to uh kind of edit him out sometime but You know, other than that, we just let it flow and and people, you know, yeah, some of the episodes go long, but people seem to like them. Um, I mean, I don't have a huge following yet, but the people who do like do follow me and do watch do like the show. And it's and it's funny because I started this out just as having fun, just getting stuff off my top of my head, getting stuff out there into the with the into the ether and shit to and uh it progressed and and you know people started like coming in the shop and going man i watched your show and people I had never met before and it would be like oh you know hey i like when you were talking about this and i'm like all right so we went back to that in another episode and now they're liking with these interviews and stuff because you know down the, down the road i'll go back to a show with just me and my kid or me and my wife or me and one of my buddies but doing these interviews <laughs> I'm, I'm having a good time.
1: You know, it's, it's hey, I, I had a blast. This is the first time I've ever done this. Yeah. Uh, I I did one interview for monster complex horror club, but that was, he sent me questions and I just recorded myself answering them. So it wasn't as personal. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah.
0: I, I, so, had pe- I had people ask me if that's how I did the show. And I'm like, nah, I was like, cause I, I do not want to do a show like that. Cause I don't think that feels real. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, I'll get some, mm, uh, uh, mm, and I'll have to think about something for a minute, but it's natural and it's more personable. And, and, and it, I just, I don't know if, if I was going to watch right. something, this
1: is what I'd watch. <laughs> I, I hope I didn't pull you too far off course, because quite frankly, I'm all over the fucking place. You,
0: you you you've never had a this is a conversation, but man, if you ever have a conversation with me, if you ever get here in Ohio or am I ever at a con with you at a con or something like that, and we have a legit conversation face to face, I can't keep on topic to save my life. Um, I will rant, I will ramble, <laughs> I will go off on tangents. Um and, we will be sitting there for hours. Oh, trust man. me. Yeah, it's, it's, my friends will come in the shop and we'll, they'll be like, oh, I'm just stopping for a minute, Through two, three hours will go by. We'll still be in there talking and it'll just be going yeah. on and on. <laughs>
1: it happens to me all the time.
0: My yeah. So, but, oh shit. Um, I think I am going to wrap this one up though before it gets Yeah, you probably should because
1: you, holy crap, I didn't know it was that long.
0: Yeah. And it's almost one o'clock my time. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. chill out, let the dog out. Um, probably watch a little TV before I go to bed. Yeah. No, Perfect. No.
1: So well, listen, I had a blast. Thank you very much. Uh, when are you planning on throwing this up? This will probably go up next Monday. Okay. Well, send me a, send me a message or something. I to so check it out. Yep. And, uh, you will see me soon enough. And, be careful, you never know. Maybe I just might make an appearance in your dream. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Let I'm, me know I'll, I'll if it me. happens on your end. You just, I like to fuck with people once in a while.
0: If, if, if you pop up, I will I will come down here, I will get on the computer, and I will tell you. So Good.
1: Yeah. Then oh, I will man, see you, you soon.
0: Have, you have yourself a good night, and it's good talking to you, and I hope to talk to you again
1: soon. Well, it was nice meeting you and talking to you too. Have you. a great night and I look forward to seeing you. Good seeing you. Take care, all man. Right. Bye. Good night. night.
0: That is all for tonight's episode of the Group Therapy Podcast. Uh, I want to thank Dr. Zombo uh, for appearing. And we had no intention to this episode going so long. Um, we had a blast. I had a blast. Doctor seemed to have a blast. Uh, we will have him on the show again. Uh, but till then, remember to the group therapy podcast is brought to you by you Game, the best comic book collectible store in all of Pickle, Ohio, it's located at 124 North Sunset Drive, Pickle, Ohio, 45356. You can see me on my other show, Saturday Morning Cereals, every Saturday morning at eight o'clock, or you can come in my shop and hang out and bullshit with me. Um, but you can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram uh most of the time i'm just talking about comics but until then you guys all have a good night and i will talk to you later bye